You are listening to Thursday Nights, Season 4, Episode 124. Fields of green, green grass and patchy white snow stretch out in every direction as the facets of fate. I love that we have a group name now. It brings me a lot of joy. As the facets of fate um, await uh, their next meet, which is with Deja Parmentor, summoned via Ted's Peanut. Uh, she said to get, get to the land and get away from the shore and, uh, and she'll meet you in two days is what was said. And that is, that would be tomorrow. So the group has one day remaining to get their story straight, collect their thoughts, understand what they're, what they plan on discussing with Deja, what they plan on telling Deja is likely a topic of conversation that occurs that day. Uh, that's me teeing you up to have that conversation if you'd like to play it out. Jusin steps off the gift and he takes out something that he, ha- he and Taita had found within the Black Spire. Small uh, bag, uh, let's say a, a leather bag, very finely crafted leather bag, ancient but not uh, dissolved by time. And he takes from it uh, what looks kind of like a seed, but is actually a small stone hard with runes. And uh, let's say uh, Aurora is there, maybe a couple others. And he says, uh, As far as I can tell, the tower we were in was was near built by mortal hands. Instead, it was grown by such stone seeds as these. And uh, he he takes the seed and throws it away from the ship, and it burrows into the ground. And from a nearby stone, uh, a large wall starts to sprout. And as it goes, as it grows, it forms arches and gables. And from the stone, it grows almost organically, weaving almost like roots and vines, but made of stone. A uh, 20 foot by 20 foot stone structure, uh, which he concentrates on for 10 minutes uh, and is now permanent as he casts his first fifth level spell Ooh. stone wall or wall of stone sweet that's pretty cool. uh, and he says oh well that's useful uh, <laughs> anyone's tired of uh, coop- being cooped up on the ship come on down uh, and all the architecture of this stone building uh, which has no floor just the ground itself uh, who needs a is- floor 
Yeah, is of like architectural things that that you recognize from the tower, but no other culture we've been to. Like gargoyle faces that are obviously symbolic of some kind of mythology. Uh, maybe like uh, like columns of like heroes holding up the ceiling, but no heroes who we would recognize. Uh, you you imagine that someone who was from the same culture as the Black Spire would recognize a lot of the motifs and symbolism of here. But anyways, if I concentrate, cool. uh, I can do uh, 10, 10 by 10 stone panels that are six inches thick or 20 by 20 stone panels or maybe 20 by 10 that are three inches thick. So that's what I'm going to do. So it basically creates really thin, walls. really thin, big stone structure that will probably crumble over time after we leave, but it's good for a night. Uh, and I That's imagine cool. it kind of like a, a gabled roof with a hole in the middle for a fire and smoke to come out and okay. kind of walls with archways within it. Uh, you said circular? No, it's uh, it's going to be like uh, it's going to be like 15 feet by 20 feet. So kind of rectangular. Oh, okay. Although mm-hmm. I do like the idea of circular. Let's go or circular. Or octagonal. Okay. Yeah, octagonal. It's an octagonal. I thought you order. might like octagonal. Yeah. Octagonal is pretty fun. Then the roof uh, will come together really yeah, nicely roof in the comes middle. Yeah, and... a little hole in the middle. Or it could be like a geodesic dome. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so anyways, uh, he starts a fire in the middle and invites the others to join him to talk about what we're going to talk to Deja about. Oh, Bear just in there so fast. This is the coolest thing she's ever seen. How soon is Deja due to arrive? That's that in a barren voice. How soon is... Well, uh, remind me. Greg says tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Okay. I was waiting for someone else to say to make sure that my words were heard by anyone. (laughs) So we have have today and sometime tomorrow she writes. Okay. Uh, Jusin says, friends and cousins... I'll see no reason to keep anything that we've learned from Deja. Except for the fact that she killed me. What do you mean, Annie? I see no reason to trust her either. What will she name, though? I'm torn. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, No, argue. Talk over each other. Come on. I don't trust her either. But something tells me she already knows more than we do. If our goal is to get help from her, while she owes us an explanation, keeping things from her don't seem productive. Perhaps a trade of information, then? Ah. I don't think uh, a fight will be in our best interest for for sure, given what we've seen of her, and uh, being that she's been alive for a few thousand years, it seems. Everyone's time comes eventually. She's a lot stronger than all of us combined. And I'd prefer that ours wasn't today or tomorrow. So no one cares that she completely betrayed me and killed me. Is that what I am hearing? No. I will not fight her because of it. She owes us. I mean, she also kidnapped me, too. Right, you too. You were also wronged. Oh, well, so she's I'm a kidnapper and a backstabber. Have so we you, cannot trust anything, she says. Have you animosity towards her? Or will you strike her when she appears? 
she kind of like pauses and rolls her eyes a little bit and she's no i <laughs> oh, know you need you? her but maybe later we could have a proper fight of honor to settle things maybe like when you're a higher level or something yes maybe <laughs> when i am what <laughs> When she's raised her skills to a higher level. What exactly. are you saying? You think I could not beat her now? You know what? No, no, no. I didn't you say know, anything. I will save you from from that foolish sentence. <laughs> a fight for your honor. I will. Fair. I will not fight. Yes, I will not fight her until we are done with her. And then but we'll see who is the tough one. Even battling her would not. Even if we could defeat her, that would not get us anything. That would be... Yes, She's it would. I would be able to beat her. What information are we wanting that. to get from her? Uh, we're definitely calling her for information. The location the of the Pool of Souls? And any knowledge of this curse or Ladiguer and his parts in it? I think Oilvin probably has some questions for her, eh? Right, or uh, maybe... I do want to know more about where... My shadow blood came from. Mm. And maybe this thing that's coming to destroy the world? How how my brother's blood ties into all this? Didn't we see all the gaps? I mean, we learned a lot recently, but there's so much, there's so many details that we need that she could give for us. It Mm. seemed as if the gem had been dropped in. It appeared that it had been dropped into the pool itself, infecting it with that flavor of power. So I do not and like this pool of souls. Greg, I keep forgetting, uh, just to yes. make sure, when we saw Deja at the pool of souls, she was using a bubble of other blood to capture goo from the pool of souls. Is that right? You are injecting intent and procedure into what you witnessed. But Can you remind us of what we had? And there was witness. Oh, go for it, Sam. Wasn't there? I mean, he had the gist of it. There was other blood and pool of souls goo, and they got mixed somehow. There was an orb that had uh, other blood within it. Oh, within it. And she magically extracted some of the liquid from the pool of souls and it sort of enveloped around the orb. That is what you okay. see. So the orb itself had other blood inside it, and the, the, the orb was a container. Around it. The, the orb was okay. a jar okay. of other blood. If I'd called it a jar and from the beginning, we probably would remember better. It was, it was a, train. a jar. It was a spherical jar with no lid. And in that jar, in, in that, that jar was other jar. blood. But was it a floating ball? Uh, because if we saw the other stuff envelop that, it really sounded like there's a glass ball and then a ball of other blood, and then the ball of other blood gets a coating of the other cool blood soul. was like a lava lamp inside the jar. You know, it was, okay. it was so, there. Like an onion. It, and Layers. so the pool of souls goo We've went got like a around the jar, no. not inside the jar. Uh, unclear. But Maybe yes, there was it a went around. Tiny hole. We don't okay. know. 
It, we saw it going around. You, you it. asking if it went around it, the answer is yes. When you ask it went around it, okay. but not inside it, you know, it's guys, now we could just ask, more meaning. We could just ask Deja these questions. Yeah, of course. I just want to be yeah, sure. Uh, Deja will be no, less upfront than Greg is. Yes. No matter how Kate uh, Greg is giving his answer, Deja will be Greg with a voice role-playing. Drewson says... Uh, Eric, we can, you are you're like a million quiet. miles away. I could just turn up his volume, maybe. You won't be able to overcome that low volume. You know what? Yes. We'll know. never know unless we try. Hey, more things, Eric. I already have Eric at almost at maximum volume on my personal side. Am I, am I better now? Now yes. is better. Yeah. Okay. I this gave him 200%. With, Kevin has a hard I was going to say, uh, <clears throat> well, Mark remarks, Oilman is right. She knows so much that we don't. And we only have but one peanut, which means we've got one chance. We better have our questions in line and have something to negotiate with, or at least have a possibility of keeping her here a little bit longer than she may want to. It's a shame we don't have Ted to offer on the altar of sacrifice. But uh, there must be something more that she would want from us uh, if we're to uh, if we're to parlay for her information, which we so badly want, especially considering we brought her here on uh, false pretenses. Well, I'll see two things she wants, and he points to Oilvane's arm. Did she ne'er kidnap Oilvane for his arm and then flee when... She heard of the the world end, and, and he points at Scrimcorn. And he says, uh, the vision of the witches seems out of her domain of knowledge. Uh, we have someone who, up till recently, uh, was given much knowledge by the witches, or at least uh, uh, strange visions. That is one thing she'll want. And then perhaps some of that. And he points again to the uh, the oil arm, which Oil Vane is playing around with. Do you all recall what happened at the end of when Oil Vane uh, was kidnapped by uh, Deja? I seem to recall that she wanted his arm blood, but it had to be given willingly, and he wasn't willing to give it. Was that a part of it? So what happened at the end was she uh, she was talking to him. A lot of rapid talk, a lot of weird things she was saying. It didn't make any sense to Oilvane. Then Oilvane told her about the vision that Scrim had had in mm-hmm. his drug, uh, his drug-induced uh, uh, vision quest. She was very interested in that story. Had him repeat it again, explain it in uh, very fine detail. Then when she did something that's unclear what she did, when she did something, she got blasted back across the room, slammed Ooh, against the slammed against the back wall. She stood up. She uh, burned uh, all of her papers, her shelves, everything. Ushered Oilvane out rapidly. The whole house collapsed in on itself. She gave him the pamphlet and said, "See ya," and disappeared into a portal. That's what happened. And she said, "Like the world's ending again," or something. She, the pamphlet said that. The pamphlet oh, really? said, so your world's ending and everyone you know is going to die. Okay. Um, and 
Uh, Drustin. Well, let me come back to that. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, no, that 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 that's what that's what happened to Oilvane at the. Uh, so, that was a long time it ago. It's like a year and a half ago. Yes. Some kind of knowledge of the witches will be something we could use to negotiate with. Uh, she might not have knowledge of how this last bit ties together between the dwarves and Ladaguer. It's clear she... to me that she wants something from young oil, though it appears also she's a wee bit too afraid to get it. Uh, afraid of what? Oh, we have no knowledge of, but I think events are getting weird enough with this group that we may have hmm, perhaps something to play, uh, some part to play in Oilvane's future, and therefore possibly something to offer her. I think uh, even a small slice of our tail itself might be a bargaining chip. We've also got coin and magical items we're not doing anything with. She might be fancying and one of those. And we could say I will not beat her into a pulp. I have <laughs> to be something. She you might be a slippery you... type. Violence may just cause her yeah. to bugger off. We'll keep I, it that way. In a far-fetched concept in which there is nothing else to do but beat her into a pulp. Hmm? There is. You cannot tell me there is no situation in which I can kill my murderer. Think that's no, a funny no, part. Of course not. Okay, and we are one. all in agreement. Nobody that wants is. pain. That's a new situation in itself. Being able I kind to kill of, I kind of want pain for her. Maybe you should have a chat first. See what all that yes. was about. A good chat. Yes, I am good at this chatting thing. I mean, because... Mm. I mean, I don't think you remember all the context of the relationship between you and Deja before. What context would make that okay? I don't know, but you have none at the moment. <laughs> exactly. There is no context that makes that okay. We are in agreement. Thank you. They did seem to be close. You don't seem to care to listen, so that's fine. At some point, she has completely shifted into Dwarvish during this conversation. Like, it just kind of meandered, and then suddenly she's, like, just speaking Dwarvish to you about this stuff. Like, (laughs) She did seem to be regretful for what she appeared to think was her only option. Oh. It's strange to hear you speak of forgiveness. Scrim just puts his hands up. <laughs> Mark says, I, I, we are bringing her here through deception. We don't, we, we are in agreement that she probably has power and wisdom and knowledge beyond any of us individually and probably combined. We, we need to have a good plan here and it can't be arguing about plastics and violence. Nor can it be uh, telling her everything we know and hoping that she gives us what we want. Berto we just looks prob- at Dresden like... We Dresden should probably- has his... Go ahead. 
Eric. No, no, you, you please, you please. Oh, Dresden has his uh, sleeve rolled up, and you see the tattoo, the matching tattoo that he has with Bear Jaw there, and he's kind of uh, rubbing it, not itching it, but kind of rubbing it in memory. And he stands up, and says, "Oh, forgive me. I'll, I'll, I'll have to do a, a necessity." And he steps outside the stone shelter to go pee. While he does that, he casts sending, uh, and contacts Bear Jaw. <gasps> sending. <laughs> Yes. Uh, now, when Justin uses sending, he's using Anga. So Anga's perch on his shoulder. He's not actually peeing. Anga's, well, he's pretending to. Uh, <laughs> Anga's perch on his shoulder. Uh, and there's a suddenly Bearja sees just like a little like mouse running from like grass clump to grass clump. And it pauses and glows green. And she hears Justin's voice coming through it saying, uh, uh, Bertel, uh, I'll stand with you. Uh, I've had enough of those who uh, hoard their knowledge. If ye strike Deja, I'll have your back. Cookie, cookie, cookie. <laughs> cookie, cookie, cookie. Bertel is nodding at a mouse. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she can send one back if she wants. Psychically. She knows how it works. Yeah. She says, I am nodding at the mouse. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then he comes in and he goes, Oh, all that dwarven ill. <laughs> and then sits back down with the group. And he says, oh, You may be surprised, cousin, to uh, hear I agree with you. Uh, if she has lived truly for hundreds or thousands of years, she's amassed great knowledge uh, to offer her hours willy-nilly would be like offering a god uh, a few gold pieces we have things she wants but we must play coy we must get her curious and and drooling at the mouth for the knowledge we have that's what I'm saying she just sits back and kind of crosses her arms but she stays quiet uh then we uh we, we all have a part in our tale and all have something to offer Deja. And I think we should all be ready, each of us, to tell our part in this tale of fate. For I believe if if truly the fates are with us and we have oil vein, just as Scrim was our, was our ace in the hole against the Septicemia, it may be his half-brother what gives us the only connection and advantage over Deja in this heist we're about to pull. I resounding I. silence of agreement. <laughs> <laughs> Oilvin nods. So we're we'll opening all this with Deja, but we keep a few things hidden. Uh, any visions of the witches? Uh, anything we've learned about uh, the connection between Bladigwar and the witches? Really, anything? with the witches we keep close to the chest so that when she asks about them we demand a price in knowledge from her is that agreed aye the uh, the witches seem to be at the heart of what is happening here I'm agreed 
they don't seem to be the primary the primary player but they tie together what Deja was so concerned about with what we're interacting with tying it all the way to Amberhelm Oh, they seem to be out of her sphere of knowledge as well. Well. It's hard to say what she knows or doesn't know. What we we need to be clear on is what we want from her. And then she may want something in exchange. So let's make our request first and then see what she wants on offer. Maybe she'll just tell us. And And what what we want from her. (gasps) A location... Hi, location of the Pool of Souls. Uh, what's this about something ending the world and information about Oilvane's arm? Other blood and all that? Yes, Hi, Oilvane, is there more you want to learn from her? Should we bring up the whole curse of the dwarves? Bring that up specifically and how it was used with the power of the Pool of Souls potentially. Is that worth discussing? I'll feel that that's, sense of trade. That's still <clears throat> beyond punishing Amberhelm and beyond understanding my brother's arm or dealing with <clears throat> more attacks from the witches. <clears throat> our goal still is to undo the curse. Uh, so any knowledge she has, we believe the pool of souls will be the key, but if she knows any way to undo this magic. We still have that uh, and he motions around um, to whoever he thinks has the Ghostbusters ghost detector. <laughs> I'll say Drew. Uh, I believe that'd be Tita. Um, Tita has it. Oh, yeah. it's the whole ghost detector thing. The curse. The curse sensing device. Mm-hmm. She may be Tita might be a good one to I don't know. She can speak to the whole curse and its mechanisms better than any of us, I'm afraid. I. Oh, yeah, Deja no, is Deepa Mascari, right? Yes, along with Deepa Mascari. I recall. That's right. Um, Taita, have you anything to to uh, to arm us with any knowledge? Have you have you interacted with Deja before? Anything we should know about negotiating with her? Um, she's a bit intense. If I were to sum her up in a word, her quest over her extended lifespan has made her very driven towards that end to a fairly, you might say, narrow-minded approach. What is her quest? Single-minded empathy is not her strength. You say her quest? What do you mean by that? I think she was trying to clear her father, as I recall. Ask the question again. Sorry. What do you mean by quest? Quest. Uh, Her quest is to make make right by her father. Wait, that phrase might not mean what I think it means. Her quest is to save her father, that... Poor doomed soul, if he's even still out there, I have my doubts. The For he was corrupted by the other blood eye. In the great war that shattered the Amaskari Empire, yes. Mm. He was one of guy. He was one of 
countless that uh, had become afflicted by the uh, by the other blood. She seems almost hesitant to even say the word. As you know, it's an extraordinarily banned subject in Deep Mascar. Um, he was one of many victims, although his fall came later, presumably after he was weakened by, you know. I, we saw it. I had a fight in the vision pamphlet, a mascari book thing. That cool Vox guy. Have we shown you that, Taita? Is that uh, you've, fit with your... You've explained... Let's just say you have. You've spent many, many days yeah. with her. It's a deep mascara yeah. scroll. You probably thought of it at some point during that time. So let's say that you had. Um, says, yes, a grotesque memory. I would not see it again for all the magic in this world or the next. Oh, I would see it again. Mm, perhaps... Is there any... It was not your people that died. Are there any points that may be of particular sensitivity for Deja? Things that she may not wish to hear of or that we may not want to propose? Well, I would recommend against any sort of threats against her. She's lasted this long with the most powerful empire in the world, uh, hunting her as their most wanted criminal, and she has evaded them all this time. So I would err towards the side of assuming that she will escape any sort of threat that you put towards her. But that comes from rumor more than uh, actual experience. The fact that she's able to travel from wherever she is to wherever we are at a very short notice seems to give credence to that. Mm, yes. Her excommunication, as I have heard, is also a sensitive subject. She feels very unjustly wronged by the politics of our uh, of our empire. Will she take offense at your presence? All right. If she even knows who I am, and certainly she won't in this body unless I introduce myself, uh, I do not feel that she would have any problem seeing me. It might be nice to see a face from the old times. Would you have power to she bring her back into society? You're an influential individual in Deepamaskar. Oh, oh, Drustin. Oh, bless your idealistic heart. It is what I like so much about you. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'll take that as Anything a name. To discuss on the topic, or should we call it a night and plan to greet her tomorrow? I, I do. Go ahead, Kevin. I do want to know if Deja, I didn't get a chance to ask her when I first met her, but... If she can get rid of the voices in my head, this deep speech, this unending chatter that just oppresses me. I have if she a can feeling, help me get rid of this. I have a feeling that she would be more, uh, 
what's the word? Uh, eh, when you have, when you are the person that is a good person to answer that thing. Oh, all of a sudden the words slip in my mind. Well, I know. You, you all said it at the same time. I bet one of you was right. You couldn't understand it. It's gotta be my word. She would likely be. You know what? I'll say it this way. If anyone can, it would likely to be her. Young oil That being said, her solution may be the same solution that I'm sure we've all thought of as the easiest. Which is with swift death. <laughs> we have no thought of that. <clears throat> Taito, when you say that she is not empathetic, <laughs> on a scale compared to you, where do you would where would you rate Deja? I would say that I try and she does not. Oh, then again. Fair. Iron's great power. Death is near the end, as we know. If death would end it, could we not bring back the part of oil vein that... I'll admit I have speculated as possible solutions to curing particularly robust ailments, killing the individual and then reviving them. Um, uh, As something of an aficionado on ritual sacrifice, I think we can agree. I mean, I should think long and hard before we go down that path. Oh, it's not something I've ever strongly considered executing, but uh, theorizing more. uh, Perhaps Scrimcorn could bury him in the snow. (laughs) You're going to send me to the witches? Is that what you want? Could make a deal with the witches. (laughs) I don't know about that. It worked out great for Abraham. If Deja prefers that you leave with her, would you be willing to go? Because she may try to take you again by force. I mean, at least I know it would be coming and I could join her of my own volition, but I mean, we'll see what she's really up to this time around. I would so not deep. trust her. I'm simply saying that you may want an escape plan yourself. Since you're the one who has something we know she wants. I mean, that's good advice. I mean, but Really, I just want the voices to stop. I don't actually want to get rid of my blood. I mean, it gave me my arm back. I got a dog out of it. <laughs> um, I don't want to get rid of it. I wrong items of the plus column. We can get you a dog. <laughs> we'll get you an arm at this point. Play Snoot. He's the best dog. <laughs> we can get you an arm and a dog. He is fairly unique. <laughs> And perhaps what it is that you seek is to find, to make peace with your voices instead of fighting them. Oh, that would be grand. I would love that so much. Well, change comes from within. Mm, I'm sure I'll understand that. (laughs) And she walks away. (laughs) 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 Wait. Taita, you said Deja would be happy to see a face from the old times. I said she might. She might. It reminds me that, um, what did you look like? I was beautiful. Your face now is smooth. Like a 
mossy stone. <laughs> I was in my physical body. I was unconventionally attractive, like a perfectly spherical orb. Calm down, Mark. <laughs> we have one of those. No wonder Arundel liked your company. <laughs> Unconventionally attractive. Scream says, ah, like me. Oh, I've... oh that's another conversation. <laughs> sure. I'll take the first watch. <laughs> I'll take last. Mark takes his, his uh, pipe and he gives the walls a good bang. Nice trick here, Drustin. Feels good to sleep under good, clean stone. Don't bang him mm. too hard. I, I set up the stone only wall, three inches thick. I don't know if anyone's Ooh. looking in. Oh. oh, I did look at that. That's quite mm. lovely. It's been there for a while. There is that roughly the right oh size? Oh my god! I think wow. it's completely the wrong size. This is gigantic. This is oh, I mean, I'm oh. loving that you did it, though. Thank no, you. No, no, no. That's good size. That's a 20 bunch by of 20 10 by 10 panels, yeah. It's how much? Yeah, that's great. Uh, I don't even have to paint it. Oh, that's definitely twenty by twenty. Oh my God, Orlvin, you're too small. Yeah, it's not for the Titans, but I put everyone. (laughs) But the the walls are only. uh, Oh, keep Betsy out. I don't want her eating it. If it's a twenty by twenty, that's like uh, a four by four. Like a side of it. Come on. Yeah, this is twenty. This is literally twenty by twenty here. Yeah, just one square, except the. No, but no. Oh, this is this is. You're right. I was just looking at the squares. Squares. I was was looking at the the on the beige map. Yeah, Yeah, this is humongous. This is fifty by fifty feet. Yeah, that's not true. Yeah, that's why I said. But whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. If you just make our characters bigger, we're talking about a visualization. (laughs) Yes. Make our characters twice as big, and we're good. Okay, so. Also, it's impossible to grab our characters. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a bummer. Oh, did I? Oh, that wasn't obvious. You've either. rendered us incapable. Uh, do you have anything else, Justin? Remove your you. uh, yeah. Before we stop, Drusen is going oh, to cast uh, that uh, Mordenkainen's private sanctum spell that he's done before oh, using the hourglass, uh, just for the space within this building to make it so that no one can teleport in. Um, just because he wants Deja to teleport outside of the building and have to walk in. It's just a power play. Yeah. I get that. I dig it. Bearjaw sets herself up by the entrance. Like, hunkered down at where wherever the opening is. Why is there a beast monster approaching why is that happening um <laughs> you guys are taking too many liberties with the monsters yeah i'm gonna move them out of there oh, i lost my mock mini and so i just grabbed another green one. Oh, you lost him what are you guys oh, God, doing guys, with all look those under the table did we there? lose him i thought that was also a mini <laughs> so i kept trying to grab it have you checked any random like bags or no boxes? he's right here i'm highlighting him where I'm putting arrows on him. There's no other way I can. Can you draw a it's, circle it's right around next him? To you. I can't see him. It's right next to you. Ah, there ah. he is! Also, if you Wait. highlight on a mini, it puts an outline around him now, which is cool. 
thought it always did that. Yeah. I don't. I thought it just put an arrow, but now it makes a. <laughs> anyway, so Mock takes okay. the first watch, and roll a die just to make it dramatic. I was already rolling. Oh, good. Okay. A couple howls in the distance. Okay. A couple of some sort of strange bird-like creatures flying overhead during Drewston's watch. A couple more sketches in his notebook, I'm sure. Uh, a couple of beetles crawl up Scrimcorn's leg while he's on watch. Hmm. Oil vein finds himself looking at the crystal he was given, which is over uh, by Oil Vane's side of the table. If you guys all look over there, I put it there a while ago. That's uh, the crystal uh, that he received. From don't Val. break don't, it. Don't so stop rotating it. Um, don't fiddle with it. It's sharp. Well, I'm zoomed in looking at it. It's very pointy. Uh, that's the, uh, that is the, the sharp pointy crystal. She instructed you uh, in a retcon fashion to prick your finger with the tip of it and to uh, drop a drop of blood onto the crystal. Wow. That That's... doesn't sound ominous at all. Prick your finger and then finger your uh, sounds and more... then finger you. Sounds more kinky to me. Uh, and <laughs> eventually the sun rises. Or the morning arrives. Some people get up before the sun rises. Who's an early riser? Me. Early risers wake to see Scrimcorn greeting the morning sun. Buck naked. Buck naked. His legs. Just a little bit. I think you just said that some are waking up before the dawn. Do you wake up at the dawn or before everyone else? He specifically said whoever wakes up earliest already sees Scrimcorn. Greeting the dawn. Scrimcorn's up before anyone else. Yes. So if you wake up before dawn, you see Scrimcorn in the dark buck naked. We good? (laughs) All right. You got to let him finish doing his scene. He was giving a visual description. We haven't gotten it. Standing. And I want to hear what it sounds like. Standing in the elements. Heavy plant growth around him. Natural, natural bugs crawling up his legs. Maybe some leeches, maybe some beetles. A lot of ticks. Knowing the climate that we're in, a lot of ticks. Just, whew. Firstly, with ticks. <clears throat> Lousy with ticks. And uh, he does not have uh, any, any incense out. Um, and uh, his arms, his arms are outstretched, as he seems to just be taking in, taking in the air, and uh, and breathing, breathing a bit. Maybe when uh, the camp starts to stir, maybe when people are uh, the first, first of the early risers are getting up and and uh, packing up their their gear or, or whatnot, they'll um. Walk back and uh, <clears throat> says, <clears throat> "If I'm not, if I'm not, if I'm not praying to the witches, I've got to figure out what else there is out there." As he uh, 
as he sits next to uh, the maybe the smoldering little bits of the campfire for a bit, remains naked for a while before donning his scraps of clothing that barely hide his nakedness. <laughs> his obligatory clothing. <laughs> Society makes me wear this. And, uh, that's it. <laughs> naked scrim. Baron wakes up. Uh, can we get a quick yes, no die? If he wakes up before or after Scrim don, Don's clothes? Do we, uh, yes, no we don't yes, have no. a yes, no oh, die, but we can, of course... Uh, wait, you want to flip a coin? Please. <gasps> yes, Flipping a coin would be great. Let me give you Let me give you a coin here. Uh, da, 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 da. Not dice. They don't have a D2. I know there's a coin in here. Give me one moment. Tools? No, those are like proper tools. Oh my god, I can't believe I can't find a coin. There you go. I drew a little fire. Even odd? No good. This is a scrim. Oh, oh, there it is. There's even a picture of a damn coin. Okay. Uh, here is a nice big quarter for you. Ooh. Ooh. Rich man's quarter. Head means you see dick. As F is flip, right? No, that's Tails just like... Uh, R, R for randomize or roll. R for randomize. Okay, here we go. So, uh, heads... Let's see. Heads, I see his head. Tails, I see his tail. Ah. I see. Uh, okay. Uh, Baron wakes up uh, uh, to do his sort of morning religious ablutions, ablutions and uh, sees Scrimcorn and um, makes eye contact away. briefly, and, and but nods approvingly after once he gets the gist of what's going on. Nice. Um, and uh, now, so as part of Baron's pretty much every morning routine now is going to be communing with his god. What? Because it's Damn. a level five spell that I can cast as a ritual every day. Nice. Wow, nice. Go for it. I mean, unless there's any issues with that. I don't know all the questions. I'm, I'm a little thin on questions. Basically, unless it's something directly related to the plot, whatever, a lot of this is going to be barren, like reinforcing theological tenets that he already understands. Like, I love is it. this your like law on something like that? And just reforming like Morden, yes. Like having your God say, yes, that is my tenets. And yeah, he's going to become a total like renowned scholar of Morden. Yeah. But one of the questions he asks is long ritual of da 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 and you know, prayers and chanting and whatnot. Did Adric send assassins after Bearjaw and Drustin? Way back in the day. We heard from Amazing Assassin, what's his face? Drax? Not Drax. Dax. Dax. Shadow Stalker. That it was Adric Hamberhelm who sent the assassins after us. But he said there was something weird about the contract that they don't usually open yes. it up. It was a little strange. Baron just wanted some confirmation that it was, in fact, Adric Amberhelm who sent the assassins. The so was it Adric Amberhelm who sent the assassins after Bearjaw and Dressens? Because those were the ones specifically we knew they were after uh, from the note way back in the day. True, Bearjaw now. So, we did assume it was the Adventurer's Guild because Bearjaw had pissed off the Adventurer's Guild. Well, that's right. Okay. So Baron asked it, ask it in his voice. 
Moradin, I seek knowledge. Uh, did Adric send Adric Amberhelm, my grandfather, uh, send assassins after Bearjaw and Drustin, uh, the ones that we encountered in Oakhurst several months ago? Baron hears the hammering of anvils, the striking of steel on steel. What's a hammer? What's a forge hammer made out of? Steel? Steel. Iron? Iron on steel on iron. Adric has prayed for forgiveness for this act. That's not what I asked. I don't want to know that. I don't have to say yes or no. I get to decide how I answer. You get to say cryptic things. That is absolutely in the spell description. You can say whatever cryptic things you want. It is. Oh my god, damn it! Absolutely. Baron says. Did that mean yes? Thank you. And then asks two other questions related to general theological tenets of Morden reinforcing what he already understands to be Morden's will and sort of general how he likes people to operate. Is one of them did the adventuring group ever pick up the whole quest thread about the Adventures Guild? Because we feel bad about not going into that. <laughs> Shady shit, but like oh, we hope As the echoes of, of iron striking steel still bounces through Baron's mind and soul. He hears the answers to his questions. You are a child of the stone. He hears. Yes, you do have the best beard. <laughs> I can say Thank that. you. Thank you for that. You I mean, when are the God, when your God tells you that, you just go, I'm going to tell you. Sounds a little mirror mirrorish to me. <laughs> You're not talking to Morton. <laughs> I will be. He's trying his best. To, yeah. Anyway, you do not need to use mole rat oil. That's a myth. <laughs> I knew it. It is right, not right. true what they say about a dwarf. Or they I don't have to do too many of these because Sam's going to be doing this every single session. So I'll, I'll save some. <laughs> every long rest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Kevin. Cough, you should uh, raise up your microphone so that the path of your nose breath doesn't go right into the microphone. Or just or raise embrace it higher it than it feels like. Yes, that is what it sounded like when you weren't intending it, so <laughs> that's a that's a good tip. Uh, most people put yeah, it right in the path of their nose and don't realize it's really you look at any performer like on a stage, like a singer, their microphone is very often like right their next to their nostril. Bone. It's like right next Damn. to the cheekbone. It, it it's not in the path of the uh, the nose. Mm. So one of those right. things that the more you know, unless you have an oddly shaped nose. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Baron communes with Morden. We have Baron fun communes here. With Morden. We have fun. We have fun. Someone else Does do a morning thing that? while I get my head. Well, while, while I while I get 
the thing open. And Scrim waves around the staff of insects. Scrim already did a thing. <laughs> uh, How does Mock his... prepare? Fighting invisible monsters. How does Mock prepare specifically for someone is going to show up, and he he's <clears throat> as he expressed yesterday, he feels that he he's in a he's going to be negotiating from a position of uh, a quite a large disadvantage. Don't know what she would want. Don't know what you have that's valuable to her. But you have something that you really want from her. How does like? What's his? What's that like for him? As the I mean, de facto negotiator, Mock has a few principles of negotiation that come into play, and one of those is, which is fairly consistent with the dwarves in general, that of familiar territory. And so he sets up, spends the morning preparing a fairly comfortable. You know, a bit Spartan, but uh, but fairly comfortable setting for them to discuss inside this cold stone hutch that that Drustin has created for them, which is a very kind of familiar and comfortable setting for the dwarves, for himself in particular, um, but one that may you know not be as as obviously kind of in line with what uh, Oil Vane has told Mock about how her, her, her house was explicitly set up before. Uh, she likes warm colors. She likes soft rounded edges. I, I, I think there was a lot of wood there. And Mock's like, we're going to make this presentable and maybe 180 degrees from that. And so he's looking to invite her into a place where she might be a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit like distracted perhaps. Uh, he has a few tactics that he might play, uh, you know, just to, to get every last little edge you can here in this negotiation, but the setting is, is the first thing that he does, and spends a little time on that this morning. Oilvane does mention that she likes dogs, so... He's not allowed. He's out. I love it. No, um, yeah, so that's uh, that's what he does, and they, uh, there is a, a fairly kind of comfortable area, you know, some, some, some cushions, some, some fairly uh, kind of well-built chairs, and... Uh, I would say maybe as a bit of flair, you got our, our day globe for light, you know, maybe maybe levitated. And and he uh, he, he absolutely looks for input from others if uh, to, to increase the decor and shares a little bit of his intentions to kind of create a, uh, you know, to create a, a little bit of an uneven playing field in their favor here with this site of negotiation. <laughs> I love it. Baron definitely supplies the drift globe for any lighting purposes. Oh, I thought you meant for, you know, validating the value of anything that might be traded because it weighs exactly one pound. And that's an option too. It's not I'm happy to make anything glow for an hour if you want lighting otherwise. All right. As you see, as you see fit, Baron, uh, the feel of a, of a dwarven cathedral but I think it would be a bit of what we're going for here. Dwarven Cathedral. Hmm. Well, maybe Drustin can make some additions today. And uh, he makes a couple sketches, thinking back to the temple in Moradin and others that he visited in other holds, and confers with Drustin and says, all right, we're going to maybe add a wall here and a buttress there and some lovely altars and pillars and how how finely detailed can you do these walls or is it not much in your control 
grand idea what I understand is uh, uh, through my own connection with the seeds themselves I, I have some control over the buttresses and the gargoyles and decorations and such that appear on them archways and uh, windows and doorways uh, if I uh, if I dinner dinner if I have ne- oh god this <laughs> if I have nearly the ability to concentrate on it if I do not concentrate on it uh, it takes the form of that which it remembers uh, perhaps it's parent stone tree or such but I think with these drones I could be quite accurate okay Cool. So he follows the directions and adds uh, another 10, 20 by 10 foot panels to it. Plus, if someone wanted to help with a little uh, stone shape, well, they could shape this stone. That is a spell that is unavailable. I don't think I've thought to prep that one this morning, though. All right. And while Kinda they're in these discussions the night before. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's on lookout? Roll the face tie. Olvin's got his uh, scope out too, or he's got his oh, uh, eyeglass. Olvin sees. We have. The gift. We have Grumbar and Essen and Aurora with us, and Taita as well as our main group. Right? We have to sort of get the picture of all who all's around. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, that's that's all of them. We could uh, put them all in here. Oh wait, we do have them all in here. Oh, except for uh, Grumbar. Poor Grumbar. Grumbar's around too. He's got this cool pirate turtle figurine for now. Because I didn't set up a miniature for him yet. Um. What is that uh, red line? Can is that someone's ruler? Can we get rid of that? Did anyone else see this? I yeah, see it. But, uh, I see it. Did not do it. It's, uh, it's where? Just, it's just kind of annoyingly clipping. It's a through. thin red line. I can't really erase it, and it's Ooh. oddly like on top of everything. Yeah, who's Kaelin, red? Can you draw Kaelin, a ruler? Yeah, you need to, Kaelin, hold tab and just draw a ruler. I think it's your ruler. Uh, huh. Interesting. Nothing's happening. Oh, maybe it's ruler? not. Do well, I have to select no, ruler? That's fine. It's, it's, red. Where is your red where hand? Where is your hand? My hand's right here. Where's here? Over please? at the, um, over at the, uh, northwest, east, south. The compass rose. rose. Yeah, your hand is not, uh, appearing. Uh, interesting. You're not real. Uh, You're not I'm real. I'm not real. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what should I, I do? It. I changed your okay. color, and now you're back, and that's working. Yeah, okay. it was the ruler that tool. Got, the, the ruler tool got stuck on. Does the death of Snowbane line up with the birth of Bearjaw? Yeah, that's <laughs> very oddly enough. God. Strangely, what are yeah. the odds? Hell of a day. Oilvane sees someone approaching through the spyglass. I mean, far away. Because that's what he a does. person walking on foot. Walking straight huh. towards you. Oi, everybody. Someone's coming. She's walking at Do a casual pace. Drewson gives Bearjaw a significant look. Cracks his knuckles. 
Uh, does Bearjaw see the individual in question? Yes, less clearly than Oilvane. It is Oilvane that can see her wearing uh, tight leather pants, tall boots that go up almost to her knees. She's wearing a. Uh, she's wearing a. What, what do you call like the arms that are just the arms? Sleeves. Yeah, but long gloves. Just sleeves. It's long, but it's just sleeves. It doesn't have the glove part, and it's not attached to huh. another article of clothing. It's just like you know. It's, uh, I think it's called an, an Allen Iverson. That's how I always refer to it. Oh. So it's whatever Eric just said. She's wearing those on each arm. Uh, some uh, uh, pearls and gems adorned on her clothing, although not a ton. Uh, and she is wearing a uh, and she's wearing a top that leaves her shoulders and uh, and her upper chest area exposed. Does uh, Dej- does on display? I have a picture. Does she doing. look familiar to Oilvane? Yeah. Do I recognize her? Yes. Picture of her oh, is right here. Ooh. Uh, and indeed, she, Alan Iverson. And oh. she, str- uh, she, she walks casually, continuing to walk straight towards Oil Vein. Well, all of you. Damn, Ted. <laughs> yeah, it's all, dude. She looks Oil pretty Vane good for her age. Uh, <laughs> Oil Vein's kind of shaking a little bit. He's a. Uh, you know, the last time he saw her, he's he, he's known how powerful she is up close. Like you know, he saw it for himself. But you know, and those feelings are coming back now. He can, he uh, his his blood, his shadow blood is rushing right now. <laughs> Where she does she does nothing. <laughs> and say, uh, oh, she does she does nothing for Drewston. <laughs> she continues <laughs> reinforce that. <laughs> Continue to walk forward until uh, you get in about yelling distance. And you hear her say, Cutting a little bit close there, I see. He's barely away from the water, but this will have to do. We're going to go over the rules as the first thing here. As she gets closer and closer. Baron makes sure the alchemy jug is set to ale. (laughs) Baron sleeps around the corner waiting. Mop is dressed in some pretty fine garb. His armor is magically shiny, of course, but it is also repaired to a remarkable degree of accuracy from what uh, from the damage that was done over the last few fights. And you all have noticed that his ability to repair Durgeddon's armor has markedly improved over these few months. Mm. Those first bumps and bruises that the armor took represented like smudges and like you know deformations of the beautiful artwork that existed there before like this is as much art as it was armor so it was more practical fixes you see that the the armor actually recovering some of its artistic kind of nature as mock becomes more adept at working with it um perhaps even learning or 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 deciphering some of the techniques used but the armor is looking in in excellent fashion and so is mock uh being fairly shaved and prepared and you see a rather dashing cloak, or cape, I should, should say, made of some strange material that Essen seemed to have acquired during some dinner party a ways back. Uh, Mock saw it lying around and just said, it's beautiful Why stuff. And says, ah, yeah, I'm trying, I bet, I'm trying to be in the buff more these days. Scrim, <laughs> good idea there. And uh, as Mock kind of regarded the long gray 
pubic hairs of Essen decided to just take the garbage, do what he, do what he would with it, and not debate that point any further. Uh, but was able to make a rather, a rather kind of rackish and, uh, I should say, I should say, uh, ornamental display of uh, of the pieces found, and he's prepared to uh, for for his audience. He, uh, she, walks forward, and as soon as uh, as soon as she's close enough to sort of pick a direction, you see she's walking straight at Mach, and uh, she walks forward, gets to about customary greeting distance, and just says. Trying a little too hard there, don't you think? And uh, and then says, "Where can we sit?" Uh, Mock gestures into the stone, uh, whatever the, uh, the st- what do you want to call it, uh, Drusen? What, what, what do you call this structure of yours? Hey, you built it, stone solace. Mm-hmm. Into this like, stone. Now like more, knowing that uh, there's more kind of like. Uh, uh, light fixtures, not light fixtures, but like holes in the ceiling to let in beams of light. So you have areas, pools of sunlight and pools of shadow. Nice. Uh, she walks right up to the stone wall but doesn't go in. So what's the shape of the... I had forgotten. It's uh, an octagon. Geodesic. Geodesic we went with. Okay. Oh, right, because it's got a bunch oh. of stone things. So she walks right up yeah. to the side, not where the like doorway is, uh, uh, and she just touches the stonework, and she says, mm, ah, okay, I'm a bit impressed, and uh, turns around to oil vein, or turns around to uh, Mock and says, I suppose you're the one I'll be talking to, got all dressed up fancy, and then she sees oil vein, who's still standing out there, right? Yeah. 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 And You've been very visible. says, Oh, hey, kid. How's that barely restrained abomination of an arm treating you? Has it killed anyone without your permission yet? <laughs> Oil Vane puts down the spyglass, gives her the, the the stink eye with his one no regular eye. He's, this thing, I've done things because of this. Because of this. And he thinks back to the conversation that uh, from the mending hour and you know, and all the other times back in Skullport when he uh, he uh, lost control, and uh, he uh, just kind of shakes his head, but he he uh, kind of maintains his contact with eye contact with her. Yep. Uh, well, that's what I was afraid of, and it's exactly why I terminated that experiment. But uh, I suggest you better get a handle on that. And uh, then she turns and says, <laughs> "Inside the big stone structure in the middle of a grasslands." If you don't mind. Uh, not at all. And uh, she rounds Baron the pipes up. And says, I prefer the shade, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I can't burn. And uh, walks into the uh, walks into the doors. Bear jaw. When mm. she comes in to this strange stone structure. It's a beautiful stone structure. Some real work has been put into it. You see her Not up. looking at the structure. You were looking at her. Uh, clarifying. I'm yes. asking you a question. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> you see her clearly up close for the first time. And in that moment, you experience a profound deja vu. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Took Sam a moment. <laughs> Ah, I love it. 
Snowbank coined that term a thousand years ago. <laughs> named it after Deja. Um, uh, someone left. Uh, someone left on it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I decided to come back. Dan leave. He left so I much. I decided to come back. Um, you. So you tell feel me. in an instant. You feel, you see her face, and you see her face contextualized in memories. You see yourself fighting side by side against necromancers, striking down skeletons. You see riding on horseback over, uh, uh, over a long stone bridge to a huge castle. You see, uh, you see yourself in a fist fight with Deja, and then smiling and laughing afterwards, you see yourself at the pool of souls, holding the energy back from the souls, saving those around you, and you hear with your dying breath, well, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I hear things with my breath all the time. The last thing you hear. It's my own voice. Your dying ears. I had it open. Here it is. And you hear the words, I am sorry, old friend. What would that there could have been another way? It is a small comfort to know you will forgive me when we next meet. Mm. And she stands with like a very pinched, very conflicted looking face. And she stops in her tracks in the same moment that you feel this. And she says, by the farts I smell, Snowbane, of all the people to be running with Ted. Ha! After all these years, you still surprise me, old friend. Bearjaw looks at her and says, I am not so sure we are friends. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, about that, so... Uh, if, uh, I'll tell you what. If you want to fight me, you can fight me. You can kill me. We've done it before. Would that help you get it out of your system? Just I'll put up a like fight. Me. I'll put up a real fight at, for you. She looks at Mock like... Mock has not much to say about this. <laughs> I mean, if she's willing, I suppose I could try and revive her afterwards. Sounds like she sounds like she doesn't need that. Marcus is kind of stumbling. Says like, "Is that what you prefer, Deja?" Us, uh, nobody and I go way back. Uh, yeah, she's got a particular she's got a particular interest in using her fists to solve her emotional problems. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm just trying to be uh, I'm just trying to be accommodating here. No problem being killed by you. I wouldn't say it is yep, emotional yep, that so much is, as physical in which I stopped being alive because of you. I gotta say, I'm quite impressed that you've uh, your memory has come back at only, what, 30 years old? You already remember? That is great to hear. Sometimes it takes a lot longer. You've done this before? Pissed, pissed off. Is this uh, the I first time you've killed Snowbird? saying things. The nature of my immortality and Snowbane's are quite different. I have lived through many of her lifetimes. Plus, she gets herself into a lot of scraps and doesn't always win. 
The idea so, is mind-boggling, yes. Baron. I've seen her come and back. Sometimes your friends betray you locations. and kill you. Sometimes yeah, that I understand that. I understand that. It? But you know, my cause, it's important. That experiment's still going, by the way. Didn't scrap that one. I got it still going. It's, uh, I it, don't know. How about you explain it's it? It's going a little me. slow, but it's, uh, it's looking quite promising. Uh, it, it's, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Uh, you know, uh, just, uh, just uh, gotta give it a couple more. Uh, just gotta give it a couple more decades, I think. You want to test your immortality? Should we see if she is telling the truth? She turns and she looks at Justin. She turns and she looks fleetingly to mock. Justin has his shovel out. Oh, that's a good sign. I mean, I mean, Mock just takes a step back and says, don't break the house at least. Okay. She steps forward and she says, okay, let's do this. Oh. Uh, uh, says, ah, of course, of course. Uh, everyone's gonna have to wait, uh, uh, wait a bit before we get down to business, of course. And, uh, she I just mean, walks back out. Have the day, I suppose. Crush her, Bergel. As long and as it, all parties yeah. involved are okay with this, I don't have a problem. Give me one moment. Eric, are you muted right now? Um, no. no can't hear you. <laughs> can't hear me? You, you, yeah, no, yeah, we can't hear you. You got cut off a little bit earlier, and I wasn't sure if I was. I'm going to ditch video for a sec. Yeah, you, you, your video does keep uh, freezing. Okay. Um, Oil Vane is uh, very confused right now. Deja just walks out, puts her two hands, uh, puts her two hands down, and you see uh, deep black globes just start forming in her hands. Bearjaw, what do you do? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Drewston, one second. What do you want to do, Justin? Yeah, Drewston looks towards Bearjaw and uh, says, uh, "Let me know if you need help against that." devilish magic and he'll just stand there ready to uh, counter spell at Bearjaw's demand she says do it god damn it oh as he sees to those who? orbs <laughs> he's gonna yeah he's gonna try counter spelling those orbs if it's not too late if it is too late he'll try casting okay. dispel, dispel magic, magic. yes uh, yeah you can uh, uh, try, try to give it a try to give it a, a counter spell roll here it's yeah, uh, he's assuming she's... Uh, uh, he'll do it at fourth level. Uh, so, yeah, he has the uh, the hourglass out, and he turns it purposefully now in hand now that he has control over this. Uh, so it's going to be uh, an intelligence check, 10 plus the spell level, and I've got a plus four to this. What, what does that mean? Intelligence check oh, plus uh, spell so level plus four? 10 plus the spell level. I've got a plus four. Oh, you roll. have to roll. Oh, oh, I keep forgetting yeah, yeah. one of the weirdest rolls yeah. out of all yep. the spells. Yeah, yeah. So what's the number he has to hit? Uh, that would be 19. Come on, 15. All right. <laughs> wow. 22. Uh, <laughs> some power. She spins around and throws her uh, throws her hand towards Bearjaw as the energy just barely releases from her hand and then reverses back into it as the hourglass glows and reverses the time of the spell. 
And uh, she stops and looks over at Drewson and says, Chronomancy, huh? Ah, not too bad, not too bad. And, uh, and says, but I got a lot more where that comes from as she raises up her other hand, still holding an orb, and then her first hand has another one again. And she oh, looks to Snowbane and says, <sighs> uh, and says, you want to get a hit in, you better come at me. And she throws those forward as well. So she's, she's um, attacking first? Yeah, she's, she's throwing at you. What are you doing? Okay. Um, Bear just going to rush her. So you're going to rush her? <laughs> All right. Yeah, she's going to run at her to smack her in the face with old. Okay, old do an hammer. acrobatics check. We're going to do an opposed check here. Okay, acrobatics check. That's plus six. Uh, here, let me. Plus six. Oh, I think I get a. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not raging, but I should be. <laughs> Seventeen plus six. So what'd you get? I need the final number. Was it twenty-three? Uh, math. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Um, thank you. I summoned math. Sorry, it sounded like you were. <laughs> I thought you were going to add another number there. Um, 23. No. She gets a 17. No other numbers. Uh, she gets a 17. Bearjaw uh, moves faster than, uh, than she throws. And what, is it, what, do, what do you do? How do you, get, how do you hit her? She's just going for a full tackle. And when she gets her on the ground, she's just going to like smack her and smack her with a hammer. In the face? Like, what do, yes, how do you hit her? Yes, in the face. Yeah, you, you won this. So what, what, how do you hit but her? But not... But subdual damage because she did promise. She doesn't trust this whole like I'm immortal crap. So she tackles her and hits her really hard with the hammer, but not hard enough to kill her. So her nose is just cracked sideways, and blood is pouring <laughs> it down to the ground. And uh, she and as Bearjaw is on top of her, she spits to the ground and says, "Pulling your punches? Well, that's not the Snowbane I know." And uh, and then she, you, can says, feel, you can feel you can feel a thrum as energy just uh, starts vibrating beneath Snowbane uh, or Bearjaw or whatever. I'm saying Snowbane because that's what Deja thinks of you as. Uh, go. And uh, what are you? What are you doing? Um, shit. She's just not doing anything. She's not. No, you feel energy gathering right now. So. Oh. Um. Big wow. kamehameha. Is there, is there a way to interrupt <laughs> something like that? Concentration uh, you, checks are always good. Just punch she, in the face a whole lot. Is she doing somatic? Is she doing like physical yeah. and verbal? Uh, or is it like a? She is, uh, yes, she is. Uh, she is moving her fingers just ever so subtly, but but Bearjaw has an intuition that she knows that that is how Deja uses her magic. She's seen it many times before. All right, then she s- tosses her hammer to the side, grabs her by the hands, and like pins her so she can't move pins her hands down okay roll a uh that's gonna be a um oh she's going for strength there right yeah go for athletics athletics okay i think that's six again 20 natural natural (laughs) 20 
Ooh, tough so one. 20, 26? Uh, and an opposed check, should a natural 20 always win? I feel like it should, right? Natural 20, you got to give it to the natural 20. On I attack rolls, yes. Roll? On skill checks, not necessarily. I know the mechanics. Yeah. On opposed rolls, should it I'm be uh, a roll about. off? I think, I think a natural 20 is pretty... Uh, we uh, like natural 20s like that. that. Like that's supposed we've to be never the, formalized get, it as a house rule or anything, but it's always disappointing when you roll a natural 20 in D&D and it's in a situation where it doesn't provide a special bonus. I'll give that one to Bearjaw then. Uh, she had a 32, by the way. Ooh, um, shit. <laughs> what the fuck? But, uh, but Bearjaw in a uh, It's in like a I moment, know her. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You know her so well. She was going to get this spell off. She was ready. She specifically, she didn't grab her hands. She grabbed her fingers in the, that incredibly tight grip. They they can't do shit. Like, she can't cast a spell with her hands. Everyone her goes hands for the hands, com- and it's how she usually is able to get a get a spell in yeah, she past goes for the, the fingers. She so goes it's like the, the four fingers of the main hand, and she just completely envelops them in her massive, like, Goliath hand. Mitts. Just squeezing them so hard so they can't even, like, twitch. Um, and... And she says, why did you kill me? And she says, she says, I'm sorry, but it had to be done says there was no other way as her eyes uh just go completely white as all the color disappears uh disappears from her eyes and uh bear john knows that she is getting ready for a mighty blast what does bear john do headbutt with her forehead <laughs> super hard good. onto her head i don't know oh. what i add to this yeah uh, it would be uh, uh, Ooh, that's, an athletic. There's check. no saving wow. that one. There's no saving that one. <laughs> That'd be a 34. Uh, that's not what Bearjaw got. <laughs> she got uh, an eight. So you all see Bearjaw on Bearjaw top of Deja. Out. She Bearjaw swiftly. She doesn't like. Pull, it's not a. It's not a slow pullback. She just goes down for a uh, for a head strike. And it looks like she connects, but what happens is Bearjaw just immediately goes flying up into the air, twisting and spiraling around. She is 20, 30 feet up uh, as, she, uh, as, as she's just launched away from Deja. And uh, Deja, just, uh, Deja just slams her elbow down to the ground, popping her body, uh, popping her body standing up again. As Bearjaw comes slamming down, uh, Mock shouts down to the like, Catcher! Like a 30 foot fall is huge. That's a lot, yeah. How much damage <laughs> is that? Like, he screams to Dresden and, and scream, Catch Bearjaw! Catcher! Um, <laughs> do, 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 he does, do you he doesn't try? mean physically, of uh, course. Yeah, so here's what happens. Uh, so I can cast touch spells through Anga, and fly is a touch spell. So Money. seeing Bearjaw launch into the air, Anga goes swooping up and just bats her wings, and the green energy sweeps over Bearjaw, and two big owl wings sprout from her back. Yes! Bearjaw lands in hard earth that is just, just in time been turned into soft earth, it barely absorbs the impact. 
<laughs> just soft earth. Hey, it's a soft rock. Soft rock. Softest rock there is. It's talc. Deja says, well, that's a new trick, Snowbane. And uh, says, looks like you made some good friends. And, she sa- and then, but she puts up her hand and says, better than you. <gasps> and says, I am at full that power here and you're not fully awakened, are you? Yet. Fuck you. When did you realize that you're Snowbane? She attacks her still. Oh, she goes at her? <laughs> okay. Yeah. What, is, what, what, is she, what is she trying to do? Uh, she's going to throw her hammer at her. Okay, she had tossed her hammer to the ground, so how does that get to her? Oh, yeah, so she does not have her hammer. She throws her shield at her. The hammer <laughs> comes back, doesn't it? Oh, good point. Yeah, embellish here. It's fine. Can I summon my hammer? In this moment, it was still... In the, it, 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 had not, and... it had not fully settled on the grass yet. It was still being th- thrown to the side. I mean, I'm okay with not having it. I just said what I said. You you choose. Okay. Okay. Then uh, no, she, she's gonna throw the she's gonna throw the shield. Okay. So she's throwing she's the so shield. She's so mad. She's not even thinking about the hammer. She throws the shield like like a chakra or whatever that thing is. Like Xena, warrior princess. Exactly. She throws it like a big, huge, deadly frisbee at Deja. Like Lucy Like right. Lucy Lawless, but probably Let's... not as well. Yeah. Oh, oh no. That's a, we both rolled very low numbers. That'll be an but I eighteen. Think you probably have a. Uh, I don't think I have a t- an eleven on things that are. Nah, you have an eleven on attacking with the hammer. Or you have a ten. Oh, I do now. Holy no! I have a ten. I have an eleven now. But that's with the hammer. And oh yeah, because that. we. Well, we went yeah. up. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I did, but but I don't have an eleven. So the, it, okay. it whatever she does probably deflects it. I would say. Um, she just uh, she just pulls back her hand, thrusts it forward, and the uh, uh, and the shield just shoots back at Bearjaw, slamming her uh, slamming her <laughs> midsection, uh, uh, very no, very no hard. Uh, for uh, for damage purposes, this hits her with forty points of damage. Ouch! One hundred and four minus forty. Jesus, you have over. I'll make a note of that. <laughs> yeah. Are you raging? Not yet, but I I should at this point. Uh, Does, I'll do the math on that later. Are we gonna do this till one of us dies? Is that what you want? Please what? don't bear job. And she, she holds out two more <laughs> orbs and she says she holds out two more orbs and she says, I'll give that to you if that's what you want. Bear just look, looks at her and shakes her head and says, What I want is for you to make it right by doing whatever it is they all want you to do. And she gestures to all the people inside the stone solace. <laughs> Baron is sitting there holding a diamond. Just clenching it, ready. Zero faith. Just waiting. I had her in the first half. I mean, he would have. He he was prepared to revive whoever needed reviving. (laughs) Sure, that's the line. (laughs) Strong. Listen, man, that that diamond could have been for anybody. Ah, Snowbane, Snowbane, Snowbane. Always the same. It's It's always about. It's always about 
uh, all of the, uh, everyone around you, giving yourself for the betterment of others. Says, I wouldn't have Virgil you any other way. Right up to her. She walks right up to her while she's talking. She says, let me get one thing straight right now. You don't call me that. I am Berjan now. You are not awakened. She says, very well, very well. <laughs> Bearjaw. And, she picks uh, up her hammer and just walks away before any other commentary can be made on the subject of names. She walks into the structure, sits down on whatever you've set up for sitting down. Chairs, cushions, whatever she she has options. She so lay, there's a low she, table. She lounges on a cushion. Uh, and Mock says, now... "All right, so you bought the peanut from Ted." Mock has now observed his opponent for over a minute, and with student of war, he gets <laughs> silly things like strength checks and ACs. But I would much prefer something interesting about the essential nature of Deja. The um, meat, especially something that may even perhaps help Mock in his efforts to win some truth from her. Um, yes. Mock. He, he, he has been studying her since she approached. Mock sees a couple things in Deja that stand out to him. First and foremost, Mock has gone through the ritual prior to battle himself to ready one's mind. To ready one's mind for the, the possibility, not just the possibility, but the expectation of his own death so that he may fight fearlessly and so that he may fight to every last ounce of his ability before falling in pursuit of something greater than himself he taught this to aurora just two nights three nights prior and he sees in deja that property that he does not see very often fought in many wars and very few warriors can even master that level of that level of dedication to a fight but what Deja carries it's like she never turns it off she fought with a complete she she fought and even carries herself with a complete with abandon abandon a disregard for her own safety and life just walking here by herself with nothing but her clothing as far as you can tell, with such confidence amongst a bunch of people that she has no idea who they are. A bunch of people who were associating themselves with Ted. Hmm. That makes for some unpredictable people. (laughs) uh, He truly attracts the uh, very unpredictable sort. (laughs) And he, he just, he gets that overwhelming, well, it's not overwhelming. He has to study to see it, but he sees it. It's clear to him that, that that state that he has spent his whole life, you know, sort of building that discipline to be able to get into that state, she just lives in it. All right. Yeah. This is this is certainly and he and he and he thinks to himself, because as as Greg has said, there ha- there have been there have been warriors. Obviously, Mach didn't figure this out on his own. He had he had mentors as well as experience, and he has known other warriors who can press themselves into this state. But he knows that that there's a variety even amongst those people. And some are 
some are fanatics, some are zealots, some are patriots. And realizing this about Deja actually brings more questions to him about what drives her to be this way and to such an extreme degree. Um, as we saw recently with Mock and Aurora, I mean, Mock went there to accomplish something and was very happy to step back from that when as, as soon as it was possible. So what would persuade someone to live here seemingly by choice? Um, and it raises a pretty big flag for Mock, and he is unnerved by this to be uh, to be you know, to understate things. But can, but but goes in and doesn't sense kind of hostility at this point. He's seen nothing but candor from uh, Deja, and she seems to be quite willing to be here. And he says, uh, <clears throat> Deja, thank you for meeting with us and. Uh, let's put our cards on the table. We we summoned you through use of uh, Ted's peanut, but uh, he is not here, and uh, we would like to speak with you. I'm putting her in the structure. Thank you. On a cushion. There we go. Have you eaten? Would you like anything to drink? Uh, yes. It may be, be a bit of talking for quite a while. Yeah, I'll have uh, whatever you've got. Mock, uh, Baron fetches her a cup of ale and uh, whatever Scrimcorn cooked up this morning. She pulls from her boot the entire length of her almost knee-high boot. She pulls out a long pipe and Mm -hmm. sticks it in her mouth and uh, says... Anyone got some fire? <laughs> there is fire present. We have a beautiful fire at the center of the structure with uh, plumes of smoke coming up. And oh, but, but do any of the spellcasters do any kind of flourish to show yeah, off she, to the pretty she lady? Even that, look at that, that was an invitation that was implied. implied. I was, well, I was thinking if uh, I mean she shrugs, snaps her fingers, and you see the the uh, you know the 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 embers or the. I, I honestly don't know how to describe smoking a pipe. I'm very unfamiliar with it. The whatever at the end of it does the uh, thing that means it's doing the right thing. She doesn't know what she's thing. doing. <laughs> Scream hands out sticks that have that each have a grilled snake on them. Everyone's got a snake on a stick. Like a kebab? It's like a kebab. These are just, just grilled snake. Don't tread on me, snacks. We have ale and grilled snake. (laughs) And uh, she says, all right, so why are you wasting my time here? I got some questions for your buddy Oil Vane over there. I'd like to know a little more about what's been going on. I terminated your experiment, but uh, hey, as long as I'm here, might as well. But uh, let's get back to that. Why am I here? There's things. There's things we want to know as well. Wait, what? Uh, okay. Mock says, Mock, Mock says, we are, we're in the middle of an adventure that is rather unexpected. We feel that forces beyond our control are bringing us together. And for some reason, we feel that you may be in a particular spot to clarify some things. And help us. 
Uh, would you be willing to answer our questions? I'd be willing to hear your questions. Very well. Uh, let's start with the meat and potatoes. What can you tell us about the pool of souls? <laughs> well, Snowbane told you about all... I'm sorry. 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 Bearjaw told you all about that. I presume. It's just one of my experiments here. Got a little, uh, got a little juice from the pool, if you know what I mean, and uh, got it, uh, got it simmering over in uh, one of my labs. How did you find the pool? Oh well, that's not some information that I just give up willingly. What do you want for it? Well, what do you have? Says. Uh... I hear you were surprised by some visions that Oilvane told you about. Oh, more disappointed than surprised. Yeah, turns out that uh, making this little fellow over here uh, turned out to be a bust. Hoping it would give me a little bit of a portal and insight into uh, reading the mind of whatever exists in that, uh, uh, in that blood. But instead, it seemed to create a conduit the other way around. That's no good. Not what I intended when I created him, and so you cancelled. <laughs> I can't do it the uh, other way around. What? For for someone who's lived as long as you, with as power as you have, it, it's not obvious what you might want from us. But at this point, I am beginning to think that we are people of consequence. And if you have some of the ambitions that I've heard of, perhaps a favor from folk as us, or even simply hearing our to our story in full, maybe worth some uh, concessions on your side. Look, I, I don't know what you know about me, but uh, judging by that thing over there, she points to Taita, who has been sitting still in the corner, and says, I have to imagine you know a little bit about my people and who I am. I recognize Deep Amaskari tech when I see it. Uh, and it being in the hands of all of you, not, uh, not in a Mascari in sight, I have to imagine that you must be an enemy of the state. Uh, I will say that that puts us a little bit on the same side of things currently. Although I don't hate the Mascari Empire, uh, they hate me. Well, from what we learned of the Mascari Empire, they kind of hate everyone who is not of the Mascari Empire. Uh... Well, uh, yeah, that's uh, true, of course, uh, and uh, I just make it easy by hating everybody, but uh, it says, once I get my father fixed, once I get my house restored, uh, we'll work on all of our uh, foreign relations. I'm sure there's a lot to be fixed there once, uh, once my house is in power again. Well, if yeah. we help fix your father, we have something of an expertise, and dad's going bad. <laughs> I've been doing this for 2,000 years. 2,000? I don't want to give a specific number because I might be off compared to what I've said in the previous session. Thousands? But thousands. I've been at this for thousands of years. The What makes you possibly think that you could have stumbled across something just by chance that would help with my research? That being said, please tell me what you know. I try a lot of Tristan different things. Says, there is one thing that would make me think that we have the answer or could find it. And that is fate. You have been one being on your own, an enemy of your home, trying to find the answers. And then Drusen pauses and says, 
I know what that's like. I know how lonely it is. And only through joining with others the, uh, can you find a balm to that pain. Says, I can I kinda promise that we are geniuses or, or the mightiest in the land or have found the answers. But I can promise with our help you will find things you have nay known that you need. I'm intrigued. Uh, go on. We in our time traveling, we have come upon. You can time travel. <laughs> in our time travel, well, I, <laughs> time uh, spent traveling. We travel we through time have, about the same rate as everyone else. She knows what we're saying, Bear. <laughs> Did not fall to her distraction? <laughs> she blows out some <laughs> smoke. We the have wild. come upon things we took for coincidence that turn out to be nary such a thing. For example, once we received a vision that and then he pauses and gives her a coy look oh but that story comes at a price story so of what you've said is you experience something that's a coincidence but you think it's not a coincidence and you want me to pay you for the story we know it's not it involves gods and curses and oh, perhaps things beyond your own knowledge or experiences as a mere mortal Okay, okay. Go on about the curses. She uh, leans uh, on towards you. The pool of uh, pool of souls. Tell us how you know where it is, and we'll tell you about the curse. <laughs> Sorry, I might be the only uh, I might be the only surface dweller in the entire world that knows how to get to the pool of souls. That knowledge doesn't come for any sort of cryptic mention of one thing I might be interested. Armentor. It was a coincidence. If you ever had any kind of bond with Snowbane that you then sacrificed, claiming it had to be done. You owe her. Do a, uh... Roll a persuasion check. Scrim a corner. drama check? <laughs> uh, let me check. Let me get my... I use the power of plot and... Events. Uh, persuasion. Okay, where's my... I gotta get my dice bucket. Why is there urine in the structure? Yeah, I was wondering who puddles. Those are sunlight puddles. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yellow sunlight uh, puddles. Sometimes <laughs> I make those too. The, the sun, sun peed. I get it. It's speckled, speckled sunlight. I get it. You guys are such children. <laughs> it's custard. I mean, whatever made you think we weren't. Nothing. That I'm just staying the obvious. We've been again. trying our hardest for so long. That is a total <laughs> of nineties. Your Ninety, the that's pretty good. Puddles are right next to a purple straw that says Shroom Fields. So yeah, <laughs> nine is a. Uh, does that help? Nine is Scrim's yep. persuasion. I. She leans back. Uh, oh wait, did you have something to say, Sam? No. Did you have just commenting to say? on the nine? Oh, gotcha. Nine, nine. It was the persuasion roll. And she um, she leans back and says, well, it's true that I do carry some remorse for the cost that it, uh, for the cost that went into that. But what I fight for is for the betterment of everybody. And sometimes there is no cost too high. 
that being said, I... I am truly sorry, my old friend. Mark says, well, if the location then is more than you'll divulge, offer us something along those lines that maybe is uh, worthy of apology to fallen Snowbane and might help us to return some additional information about our experiences. Look, I know how to find it if that's what you mean, but tell me what it is that you need it for. You've given me nothing so far. You got something about oil vein you can tell me that I don't know about? I think I know everything. I think we should mention the curse, cousins. All right. I agree with the dwarf over there. By the way, who the fuck are you? Baron Baldrick, <laughs> cleric of Moradin. I don't believe we've met, as I think the only one you've met here is probably Oilvane and uh, Bearjaw, formerly Snowbane. Mm. Well, pleased to meet you. I'm Deja Parmentor, heiress of the Parmentor uh, of House Parmentor, uh, on a lifelong quest to uh, save my fa- my father and our family and our honor and our house and restore the Amaskari Empire to its former greatness and save the whole world. Mm. And sounds very noble. Some of it is. Some of it's selfish. And you've been on this for 2,000 years? Uh, I've lost count of the number of thousands. But, yeah, I've been there since the beginning. He cannot, he cannot be very good at it, then. Cousin. She, she takes a deep breath in. And <clears throat> says, well, no one else has been able to do it in the same amount of time, so... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Better than anyone else, I suppose. Hard to do such things alone. <laughs> Cousin, let's let's talk about the curse then, I think. That's, that's our reason for... She points to, to Bearjaw. <laughs> Bearjaw. Others <laughs> mock... At her. Uh, remind me your last name or clan name, Cousin? Eric? Yes, yeah. Fohammer. Mock Fohammer... My cousin, Drustin Green, my cousin, Scrimcorn, also son of Ted, and, uh... Condolences. Over there in the wings, this is Aurora, Essen, Grambar. They're all about... that. That's the lot of us. You're also Ted's so, son. Scrim nods. Ah, you're the one you I... told me about. You told me about his vision. He's the one. That's the one I told you. The one I uh, mentioned. Well, that My is brother. very intriguing. You might share some sort of connection mm. between you. Perhaps Ted and his curses could have spread the blood knowledge from one to another. And and she just starts muttering uh, uh, about more and more uh, obtuse words and phrases. Yes, Ted's unpleasantness does spread. <laughs> the person... In the corner, who you recognize before as being from Deep Mascar is also a person who can introduce themselves if they feel it was appropriate. Uh, otherwise, do as you will. Tristan uh, will start. Titan uh, Kasikwa. She says she raises her names, uh, raises her hand, and Deja uh, Deja pulls the uh, the pipe out of her mouth and sits up forward and says, "Titan Kasikwa, are you kidding me?" You made yourself a body! And Titus says, mm, Yes, I did. He says, You old fuck, you actually did it! That's incredible! 
Oh, I want to hear all about that later. Uh, but first, what were you saying? <laughs> Drutin has been taking items out of his bag, little artifacts and such representing their journey and discovery of the curse. And he outlines what they know about Latigware and such. Uh, the whole, and I'll, I'll say stuff, but the whole time he's got an eye on Mock, ready to hold his tongue at Mock's signal so that he uh, can be a shrewd negotiator. We're growing. Yes. Taita <laughs> says he, one last thing yeah. before okay. Drusen begins. Uh, yeah. She just stayed like completely still in the back and she just says, she just says, you should help these people. And Deja raises an eyebrow and turns to Drusten, who looks like he's about to start splaining. Yeah, he said to He explains away. He explains away. So he says, Welcome he to the Rebel Clary. Uh, please keep all hands to self. Uh, some of these items are cursed. Um, but he, he basically explains uh, through devils into dungeons, visions. And communications with the gods themselves. We've discovered such things about a curse that rocks our mortal world. And he explains of Ladigware's deal through the witches that he made with Adric Amberhelm. Does he, he says talk the about dark the witches? So didn't he... Before, when you guys discussed Didn't, earlier, you said okay. that you were not going to mention the witches. Oh, okay. That I mean, you right. guys said then that. I don't care. Right. Sure. I, I think we're trying to parse things out so we can reveal in step and, like, yeah. you know, escalate things. So just yeah. A, yeah. a story about the curse doesn't necessarily so, yeah, have to involve. Say, uh, yeah. The dark gold Ladiguer through agents known to us nice. made a deal with our patriarch, Adric Amberhelm. And gifted to him seven gems through which he has gained his fortune, his favors, his wealth, his power. But the gems came with a curse. And we discovered the curse. And this discovery unleashed it, a curse upon all the dwarves, to... Of the Sword Coast, right? I thought it was all the dwarves. Uh, right. It's there's dwarves a sort of coast it, or all the dwarves. It, it spread it's, to 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 bear jaw for crying out loud. Yeah, it's, yeah. it it spreads, but yeah, yeah. I just, I'm starting I'm from the where you, we, we're referring to the map that we saw in Morden's thing. Yeah. But Tristan yeah. is saying Tristan. all the dwarves. To, it's going to spread eventually. Wait, we do need to clarify that. So that that map that we saw that Morden showed, I think, was hinting at which gems were cursed. But yeah, but the the clan of dwarves that didn't have a cursed gem, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, have been cursed by virtue of the infectious nature of it, which yeah, would is. you've used the detector, which, yeah, Houston's which would also mean much, that much non sword coast. Non-sword coast dwarves. The curse starts in in with the holds of Adric's uh, daughters. It's now spreading to the other dwarves, and within a year, will transform all dwarves into the visage of their darker cousins, the Dwergar. We've been tasked by Muradin himself to free our brothers and sisters and cousins 
from this dark stain upon our blood. So, and we believe the pool of souls was involved in the creation of the curse. Thus, I, hearing that you are an expert on the topic of the pool of souls, we came to you thinking perhaps you may have information. This is the longest she's been quiet since she arrived here. While Justin was explaining. Justin went into more detail than oh, what I did. Here. Yeah. Let me get this clear. Let me get this perfectly clear. Your entire race is cursed by an evil god. Aye. Then she looks to Taita and says, Their entire race is cursed by an evil god. I lost a dear friend to that curse in a way. They may lose much more. Deja looks to Drustin, then Bairn, and then Mock, and then Aurora. The curse has even actually spread to Berja a bit through the, presumably the belt that she wears. I noticed that belt of dwarven kind, a rare artifact that... Oh, wrong voice. <clears throat> I noticed... <clears throat> God, this Titan really did as well. Titan knows the belt. Yeah, yeah, Titan noticed the belt. Um, she's finally like, that's what that is. What the fuck was that? Oh, my watch. Uh, I, I admit I must know more about this curse. Mark Edgerjack, we can tell you more of those agents referred to my, by, by our cousins. And indeed, we can tell you more of the stories of each one of us. For the lot of us six were very different people. Uh, a, a, a few, just a few months back. Uh, it is not simply Snowbane, who we know as Berja, who has undergone transformation recently. These are changes so significant that... <laughs> They've, they've got us all wondering about ourselves and the nature of the forces at work here. And we think that your, your expertise, your power, may be, a, may be able to turn the tide of the course that we are set upon. And perhaps by joining forces with us, whatever is driving us forward may aid you in some way as well. She... Waves her hand in the air, and out pops, uh, out descending from nothing is like a slide of parchment, like a, a slide. Does that make sense? You know, like a like a like a parchment unrolling from a scroll. Yeah. Out of an okay. just, out of a non-existent sort of scroll case, she just like a ticker a tape. Bit. Like a ticker tape, yeah. <laughs> ticker tape. And then she just uh, she grabs uh, uh, then she just grabs from that sort of invisible area and pulls out a quill, and uh, you see her writing experiment. 17,641, and it, uh, and it says, The Dwarven Curse. And she says, uh, Very well, I have decided in this moment that I will take your case as a, one of my additional experiments. That's good for you. It means I have an interest in you. Hmm. Excellent. I am not so sure. Not sure what you know. How do we find the Pool of Souls? Well, first of all, the pool of souls can't be got to for a couple months. 
Mm. Says the pool of souls is not in a place. It's more like in a time. Well, even that doesn't make any sense. Your languages are so insufficient for explaining this. And she uh, <laughs> looks Taita's over. like, I know, right? <laughs> she looks over to Taita and Taita says, I've noticed that. Screams, Scrim speaks in deep and mascari. <gasps> she uses and, and so Scrimcorn says that, right? And What's says and says the um is there a word that that he knows from Orients Orients what she's trying to say. That, that, um, oh that oh is, he's trying to the guess idea. the word. He's yes, trying to be the clever props, dude. What props to Scrimcorn's mind is a word that means uh it, it's a word that sort of combines space, uh, a, a, a location, and uh, and a time and a procedure, uh, all in one. It's a it's a it's a strange concept. It doesn't have a common or dwarven translation, but it has to do with a concept that is uh, that is deeply entrenched in the arcane uh, with this concept of things needing to be lined up, things needing to be happened in a particular way. Uh, but the way she the uses it as if, as if to describe that the pool of souls doesn't even have a location. The it word has, orientation came to my mind. Like... Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's not a location, it's not a time, it's an orientation. You need to be oriented correctly. Uh, does Mock say that? He does uh, not, because okay. he doesn't have a feel for this. But I was proposing this, if you're looking for an English potential yeah. synonym. Yeah, it's, someone, in, the, someone it's in that said, nature. Sam immediately have, starts thinking of, like, Flatland and all that kind of, like, three-dimensional and stuff onto two-dimensional <laughs> stuff. And I don't know, but I don't think Baron would get any of that. So. <laughs> yes, modern Baron doesn't say modern, uh, modern quantum physics, uh, uh, theoretical physics terms in, in modern English uh, has is a good translation of the deep mascari terms. I don't know those words, so I'm just um, making someone, I don't know them either. <laughs> someone said that uh, Scrim was trying to be the clever guy, and yes, that's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> and uh, he has a says, word, and he says orientation. Says exactly that. Yes, yes. Oh, glad to see. Uh, glad to see one of you studies a little bit of culture here. And uh, he puts a bite of his grilled snake. So, and uh, and she says, and that's uh, the next available opening is, oh, why did I close the calendar of Harptos? Hang on. Why I, would you ever close the calendar of Harptos? I had it open it specifically for you. this question. I got it now. Uh, it says, the next available opportunity will be at Greengrass. Uh, you all know that uh, you're somewhere near the uh, the very actually some of you Drusen probably keeps the date. Drusen absolutely knows the date. Absolutely does. So Drusen knows that it is currently the twenty fourth of chess. That would be six days after the spring equinox, which means six days into spring. Green grass is uh, green grass is at the end uh, is in uh, lies in between. Uh, Tarsac and Myrtul, which are the next two months after chess. So you've They're got one of the few holiday days of the year. Yeah, Tarsac and Myrtle. 
Uh, anyway, so yeah, you're you're, you're looking at uh, a month plus uh, a few more days. I actually, don't know how many days right. there are in the month and a few month. days. It is, mm. and and then what? Well, that's when everything lines up to be able to get there. If you're prepared to, uh, if you're prepared to exploit the uh, the strange natural phenomena that allow us to do so, but doing so requires quite a bit of preparation, which I would need to undertake. And uh, as she's doing this, she's writing in this parchment. She says, uh, "Writes a pool of souls, green grass, and then the year that it is, which I forgot what it is." And uh, and she starts. Um, she starts making this sort of checklist of things she needs to do, but it's all just arcane sigils, like Deepa Mascari language that even starts moving on the page as she writes it. He says, uh, oh, wait there. Uh, Deja, you've made a mistake. She he looks says, you said preparations. You have to do. You're not in this alone anymore. Preparations. We have to do. Oh, I'm sorry if I have given an incorrect uh, perception of what's going on here. This is my experiment uh, that I care to engage with all of you on, but I've got a lot of plates spinning. i got a lot of labs to go visit. I ain't traveling with you. We're not a team here, but uh, during the short bits of fleeting time where, I, uh, where our interests align, uh, that will benefit both of us. So, what exactly are you proposing, then? He says, I'll get, uh, I am offering to get you to the Pool of Souls if you tell me everything else that you know about this curse. Right, I'm willing to do that. That sounds like a deal to me. He says, but at the same time, I'd like to know what you're going to do at the Pool of Souls, because uh, says, such a place is extraordinarily dangerous, as your friend Bearjaw here can attest to, and I uh, more the company I find dangerous. I don't want to lead you all there and just have you all die to the fantastical energies that are there, and then I've learned nothing. Didn't want that. I suppose well, I could keep observing the dwarves in the world and watch as they are twisted and changed into something else. It would be a lot to learn from that. So actually, you know what? Even if it does go that way, I think I still get something out of this. Our objective is to remove the curse. Is that a question? That's our intent. I don't know that we have any idea of how to do that yet. We have some preparation to do ourselves, but the first question to answer was whether we could find this place. And it sounds like we have an, an opportunity at that. You do, you do. I can get you there. Let's just make sure that's the any... right course of action. Do you oh, have thoughts to yourself as to how about removing such a curse? I don't... You seem to be an expert on the pool of souls and nature of such things. I would consider myself a dabbling amateur in the pool of souls. That being said, it makes me a cut above for anyone else I've ever met. Uh, more of an expert in blood curses. You can see why my interest in what you've told me lines up quite a bit. Uh, I anyone who would be an expert in the pool of souls living no. or dead I, I just said I was the best in the whole world well that there's more than this world oh I see a wizard I'm speaking to clearly <laughs> <laughs> uh, well she she did represent that she doesn't think anyone else knows more than her uh, yeah she did say that yeah. Yeah. well tighter oh, so, well 
Deja. Uh, let us share then what we have been through and what we know, and uh, anything more you could offer to help us in our preparation would be most welcome. For uh, this is for I sense in you a certain fanaticism for whatever your goal may be. And you speak with, well, you speak with cavalier, well, with loose tones about saving your father and doing the best you can, but there is a much harder commitment to that beneath the surface that I see. And do not expect any less result from us on our cause to save our people. I wouldn't expect anything less. Of course, of course. I'd be happy to give you a little more detail. You tell me everything you know about this dwarven curse, including all the parts you left out, as uh, she looks over to Drewston and says, and uh, toss in a little explanation about what's been going on with uh, my boy Oilvane over there, and, uh, and I'll, tell you what, uh, I'll tell you what I can tell you about what's going on in my world. How, how about it, here's Oilvane? A little, here's a little glimmer. Oilvane's blood... It's the same blood that courses through my father's. Mm. What? what about the thing that's coming to destroy the world? Oh, that's coming eventually. Uh, uh, believe it. But uh, I mostly gave uh, Oilvane that. It sounds, it sounds like you read the pamphlet I gave you. Uh, I gave Oilvane that so he could understand where he comes from. And what, uh, you, and what the blood inside him is likely to do someday. DJ, how was your father in the pamphlet? Say that again. How was your father? In the story of the, the fall of Deepa Mascar, how was your father? You were my father. Oh, that's right. I uh, sometimes forget how uh, how you surface dwellers. Well, you're not really a surface dweller, are you? What, 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 what was a Mascari call everybody else in the whole world? Schlubs. Schlubs. <laughs> foreigners. Uh, <laughs> outsiders. Uh, outsiders kind uh. of have a different thing. Others. I forget how you others... Uh, uh, read our scrolls with a bit of a, a different sort of personalized experience, you could say. Have trouble separating yourself from uh, those that are telling you the stories. But uh, yes, 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 that was my father in that story. So, Oilvane, will you will you share with with Deja, and will you will you give her the information she wants so that she may help us? Hmm. The opportunities for for what we might be able to achieve if we learn from each other seem very great, and I'd be willing to share whatever I can. Oh, that sounds great. You are, after all, the only one other than my father who have survived the effects of other blood. That is a notable discovery, Hmm. even if I am terrified about what it means could come out of you. Did you know about Snoot? Do you know, did you know Snoot, Snoot would happen? And we're going to continue next week. There's no good... <laughs> uh, we're in the middle of a conversation. There's no... I've been trying to find a good stopping point. I'm going to have to, like, <laughs> arbitrarily... It cuts the Snoot and Snoot. Call it. Uh, <laughs> it's like, hmm? one, one thing I wanted to mention... Yes. Real quick here before we lose people. Um, I feel like uh, one of the difficult things about doing the, uh, chatting virtually uh, has been the loss of the Titans... We just, I'm falling, I'm, yeah. I'm finding a harder time to, to to jump in or know when people are done. There's a lot of interrupting that I'm doing that's unintentional. And I just thought to myself, like, for me, the hat is my titan. 
when I got the hat on, I got something to say. When I'm done, I'll take it off. Well, we've so, been. I, I, mean, I don't see you.